Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ohm said Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. And let's get to Greg Schwartz to the Bleacher Report. Greg, how you doing this morning? Oh, after that game last night, I'm doing just fine. How hey, are you doing? listen, man. I, listen, that was a shot in the dark. See, you know, if you guys don't know, uh, you know, Greg has a, has a very uh, pronounced bedtime. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, nah, bro, don't be texting me. <laughs> don't be texting me past eleven. I said it was a shot in the dark. I hit him up at the beginning of the fourth quarter. I said, oh, they win this game. I got to have Greg on. He was like, man, I can't believe they came back and won. I said, oh, he's up. Uh, man, that game last night, I'll I tell you what, with, with that game, um, it was a situation where I thought the, I thought the Cavs could have got blown up out of there. I, it was a part of the game where it was, you know, the Celtics was getting whatever they wanted. I was tweeting the fact that the pick and roll defense was, I'm like, these guys are Swiss cheesing us up there. You got guys walking to the rim, but one thing happened, some, something funny happened. They were able to get it together. They just they got it together, start chipping away, and then you have the two performances, which, you know, that performance from Karis LeVert and Donovan Mitchell was something, you know, obviously since Kyrie and, and nobody in, for the Cavs has ever, you know, gotten 41 apiece. Obviously, the Cavs game five, they did that against Golden State in, in pressure situations. But to me, this has been a that, – that was a tremendous showing – um, what was the most impressive thing, and what are your thoughts when you were watch as that game was unfolding? Yeah, I, I think that would have been an easy game to um, just kind of lay down and be like, you know what, this isn't our night. You know, we we got off to a good three and one start without Darius. We don't have Darius for this game. We're on the road. We're in Boston. This is the team that was just in the NBA Finals last year. I think it would have been a game that would be like, you know what, guys, this isn't our night. And the fact that they didn't give up. They overcame a, a, a nice deficit in the second quarter, had a strong third quarter. Um, fourth quarter, they tie it up at the end of the game. They go into overtime. And the fact that, I mean, if you would have told me Donovan Mitchell had 41, I'd be like, yeah, all right, that makes sense. He had 100 points in the first three games combined. Yeah, you could do that. But if you would have told me Karis LeVert is going to give you 41 
And this man is not – he's not missing three-pointers this year. I've never seen anything like it. He has not historically been a good three-point shooter. And he's shooting about twice as well from three as he is from two this season. Obviously, that's not going to last. But for now, let's, let's just ride that wave. Um, so for Karras to kind of step up into that um, role as a, as a primary scorer, as a facilitator, I think he's been very good as a passer this year. Um, you know, a, a role that he has to play a little bit more with, with Darius still out with the inner eye laceration. Um, just those two guys combined. Geez, now you're going to add in an all-star point guard pretty soon. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I, I've just I've completely blown away by Karras' performance. Obviously, like I said, Donovan was great. I expect Donovan to be great, but Karras LeVert, 41 on the road in Boston. Yeah, that was extremely impressive from him. I, look, I was just like, you, you took the words out of my mouth. I was just going to say that. I said, when did Karras LeVert come with all this game? I mean, he had he's shooting the ball with confidence. I know he talked about him changing his diet up or changing some of his routines up, and he feels the better best he's felt in years. He reminded me of the guy that we thought we was getting. Like when when Karras was in Brooklyn, you know, they showed the, the flashbacks of him getting fifty one against those uh, against the same Celtics in Boston, and I I thought this was the guy that we thought we were getting last year. Um, but, you know, I, maybe it's the fact that, you know, he's he's integrated and it's a situation where now you got another guy that you know can get you 40. Um, he, he must be feeling extra good about himself at this point and playing with a lot of confidence. Yeah, I mean, he told us coming into the season um, from the start of training camp at Media Day, this is, you know, the best I've felt in years. Uh, the foot problems that were ailing him after the, the trade to Cleveland last year, they were gone. Um, the explosion was back. Um, I mean, he's age-wise, he's in the prime of his career. You know, I, we kind of think of him as kind of a young guy just because he's been on a couple different teams. Um, he's never had, like, one established role. Um, you know, even his future in Cleveland, we don't know what that's going to be. He's on an expiring deal. This is the last year of his contract. Um, I know they talk contract extension in the offseason. It didn't work out. But he is playing like a guy that's in a contract year. He's playing like a guy that wants to get paid, um, and and good for him. He won the starting small forward job. Um, and, and he clearly deserves it, and I think he's a guy that you know, like like you said, we've we've seen bits and pieces of this when he was with Brooklyn. We've seen him drop forty and fifty, and and just have these monster scoring nights where he looks like he's the best player on the floor on any given night. And if he can give us a couple more of those games before Darius gets back, that would be good. Uh, when Darius gets back, he doesn't quite need to, you know, have those 40-point games, maybe a nice 25-point uh, game every now and then. But, yeah, this is a guy that is finally everything's lining up where he's healthy, he's in a role that is conducive to his game. Uh, with Darius being out, we need his production. He gets that on-ball time that he, that he, that's where he thrives at the most, and he's looking to get paid. So all that kind of lines up, and that's what we've, we've seen from him having a big year so far. Uh, you, you know what? Uh, let's talk about this. You know, we, we've gotten to uh, Karras in his game, but, you know, like you just mentioned, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell is a is a curious case because I knew he was good, um, but being that, you know, he plays in Utah, I mean, you know, you only get a – you know, you may play them twice a year, and then you may get to see him play on a, you know, West Coast game every now and again. So I knew he was good, but, man, I, I didn't know – he was he was this that good. Um, 
even watching him every day and getting the opportunity to see him in the first five games, uh, what is what has your your thoughts been on on the way he's just you know basically uh, you know put the team on his back and, and just been you know looking like one of the best players, top ten player in the league, man. Yeah, I mean, in terms of offense, he was a top ten player in the league coming in, um, it, and that's from the eye test, that's from the advanced metrics, uh, the estimated plus minus. If you follow any of that, he has been a top ten guy, and I think you know. Even coming in, I mean, the numbers are a little inflated right now, but 31 points, six assists, those are going to go down a little bit when Darius comes back. But this is still a guy that's going to give you 25 a game. He's going to do it on good efficiency. He's a good playmaker. And the first game of the year when they played Toronto, and I watched him especially on the defensive end, it was the best defensive game I've seen from Donovan Mitchell in years, probably since his rookie season. Um, coming off of that, that playoff series against the Dallas Mavericks where he got destroyed when he was trying to guard Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic, and that was a big reason Utah lost that series. And I thought, okay, you know, he talked in the preseason, he's going to be a better defender. He knows he can play defense, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right, time to put up. And he has been extremely improved defensively from the version that I saw in Utah. Like I said, especially that, that game against Toronto, best defensive game that I've seen from him in a long time. If he can lock in, and I'm not saying you're going to get 100% effort every night, but if you can you know, have nights where Darius is going off offensively and Karras is going off offensively, and Donovan's like, hey, I may only have to score 18 tonight, and I'm going to play lockdown defense, I think that is the best thing for him and his career, where you know Utah, he had to give you 25 to 30 a night for them to have a chance to win. And, and that doesn't have to be the case on this team. So, we knew he was an offensive mastermind. We knew he could do whatever he wanted with the ball in his hands. But his play defensively uh, this year, especially after a couple of bad years in Utah, is, is something I've been really impressed with. Talking to Greg Schwartz on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, uh, Cavs beat reporter for the Bleacher Report. And, and let me uh, let me let me ask you this: You, you mentioned Darius Garland. Um, how how will you think this thing fits together? Because for the last few games, you know, it looks do- like Donovan. Now he he's had some turnovers, which I, I think he's um, cognizant of, and, and, and there's some turnovers that he would like to have back. But you know, you can see that he's not a you know true point guard, so to speak. But um, Darius Garland is definitely more uh, you know comfortable handling the ball, especially doing a lot of different things in crunch time. How do you think this thing comes together? Because um, right now he looks pretty comfortable in his role, knowing that he's the predominant shot getter. How do you think that's going to work out um, with Darius and Donovan once Darius gets back? Well, you mentioned the turnovers. He's at over four turnovers a game, 4.2, by far the most on the Cavs. That's, that's, that's not good. <laughs> that's a number that needs to come down. Um, and, and it will come down when he doesn't have to handle the ball as much. The other thing is, He's averaging just under 40 minutes a game right now. Now, I know they've had a couple overtime games, so that's going to inflate those numbers a little bit, but that's, that's not a recipe for success. You don't, want your best, you don't want anybody on your team playing 39.4 minutes a game throughout the course of an 82-game season. That's, that's not ideal. We want to get those numbers down to 32, 33, 34 minutes per game at the most. So I think when Darius comes back, that's going to help. Um, the other thing about Donovan, for the last five years in Utah – he was above 40% on his catch-and-shoot three-pointers. So he is a very good uh, spot-up shooter, no-dribble three-point shooter, where he can just space out, 
Um, he can come off a pin down. He can come up. Jerry sits him with the pass, and he's going to knock down that shot. And I think that's going to, you know, not only improve his efficiency, um, but it's going to reduce his workload a little bit more um, when he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time. Um, the other piece of that puzzle is we're going to get Ricky Rubio back as early as a month. Um, I know Ricky said he was hoping for December. We're almost in November. Um, that's going to be play a big thing too, because those two guys already have chemistry together. They were the starting backcourt in Utah for two years. So when that comes back, now you're going to see Donovan as a cutter more, which I know he's six one, but he can rise up and dunk on people. I, we, we've seen that. Uh, he's got the hops. He's got the strength. So you're going to utilize him more as a cutter. You're going to utilize him more as a spot up shooter. Um, and you're not going to have to play him 39 minutes a game. So I, there's going to be no issues with that transition at all. I, I'm excited to see those two guys um, healthy and on the court together. Uh, what, what have you thought about the bigs? Uh, you know, Evan Mobley had 19 the other night. Um, you know, how, how have you thought, you know, because to me, Jared Allen finds his way uh, because he's, he's – you don't have to run plays for him. Um, you know, I thought he did a good job of recognizing – um, when a shot clock was rolling down, hit a, a nice jumper, uh, I think, in the second half. I, I like how he's finishing around the rim. Everything, he's looking to dunk everything. I love that aggressiveness. But how has, you know, Evan Mobley kind of fitted in, in in this offense? And do you see how do you see that developing and where he gets his spots um, to score the basketball? Yeah, Jared is Jared. I think, I think um, he's given you 13 and 11 and a block. I think that's exactly what you're going to see from him this year. Um, I don't think he's going to put up all-star numbers like he did last year just because of, well, you have Donovan now. Karras is going to be in a big role. Evans looking to take the next step offensively. So I don't think he's going to put up, you know, the 16 and 10, 16 and 11 that he did last year. So I think it's, it's 13 and 11. That's what you're going to see. He's going to continue to play outstanding defense, not worried about Jared Allen at all. Um Evans had a couple games offensively where I, I just wasn't super impressed. The last two games he's been a little bit better. Um, he just looks like he's still trying to find his way. You know, he's looking at okay, when when do I look to be aggressive? When do I look to take my shot? When am I deferring to Donovan? You know, Karras has obviously taken a lot of shots. When am I passing to him? Um, I just want them to kind of figure out where is Evan going to operate best with the ball? Do we want to post him up? Do we want to put him on the elbow? Do we want to face him up from the three-point line? Because he told us at the beginning he's going to be on the perimeter a lot more this year. He's only attempting about one three-pointer a game. Um, I'd like to see that number go up. Even if he's not hitting him at a high clip, I want to see him get his confidence up and be like, okay, you know, I'm going to be at least a 35 per- 35% three-point shooter. I'm going to take two, three, maybe four a game. Um, just to expand his offensive game a little bit more and bring a little bit more spacing to that offensive uh, starting five. So I think it's just a – I mean, he's still a young guy. He's just starting his second year. He's trying to figure out how to play with, with Donovan Mitchell. So I, I think eventually he's going to find a consistent role in this offense. I don't think we've found it quite yet. And, you know, obviously Darius being out is kind of throwing, a, throwing a, a hole in that plan as well. But um, I think once he's settled in, once he knows, okay, you know, it, it's okay if I shoot. It's okay if I don't pass the Donovan, even though he's the alpha on this offense right now. Um, I'm the future of this franchise. So I just want him to continue to be aggressive, start taking a, a couple more three-pointers a game, and really prove himself as a go-to scorer in the NBA because that's, that's eventually what he's going to become. What are your thoughts, uh, you know, in, in general? Uh, we we take a look at this this roster, and one of the guys that, I, you know, Jetty has been, you know, giving his energy, doing what he does. Kevin's had a couple nice games as well. 
A guy that I'm, I, I thought was going to, you know, they wanted to take a step was uh, Isaac Okoro. Um, obviously, um, he's a guy that was a, you know, top five pick. They're trying to figure out uh, if he can be a three and D guy and try to make himself an, as an elite defender and you know, knock down open shot. He's not shooting the ball really well, uh, and, uh, you know, he had some foul trouble. Now, I will say some of the fouls he had were kind of ticky-tack, and, and I thought the refs were calling it very, very tight yesterday. Um, but what are, what are your thoughts about Isaac Okoro, and are you concerned um, that if he can't hit and knock down shots, he's going to fall out of the rotation? Yeah, I'm really concerned about him. Um, we're five games into the season. Isaac Okoro has more turnovers than he does made shots. That's not good. Um, he's made four shots total in five games. He has 11 personal fouls in five games. So, I mean, over almost three times as many made shots as he has. Uh, he's 4 of 15 from the floor. He hasn't made a three-pointer yet. He's 0 of 8. And that's, that's, that's really disappointing because if you look back to last year, he ended the year on a really good stretch. Over the last 20 games of the year, he was a 50% three-point shooter. Now, a lot of those were, were open because guys were leaving him open, but you still got to hit the shot. And that's what he did. And that was huge because his rookie year, he shot under 30% from three. Last year, to start the year, he shot under 30%. You're like, oh, boy, this, you know, maybe it's never going to come around. And then, he, like I said, the last 20 games, he was over 50%. Um, and you thought, okay, well, you know, he's never going to be a, a strong dribbler. He's never going to be a strong ball handler. He's never going to be a strong playmaker. But he can hit open shots and defend. That, that's a valuable role in the NBA today. That's a role that we could definitely use on this team. So the fact that he hasn't made a three-pointer yet, the fact that um, you know he's consistently getting in foul trouble, this is why I wanted him to be in the starting five because I thought you can simplify his role. Uh, we need Karras' playmaking off the bench, and it, I just thought that's going to be his best avenue for growth. And now when you bring him off the bench, you know I think he just looks a little hesitant, like, oh, do I shoot? Do I pass? What do I do? And his confidence just looks really shaken right now. And that's really disappointing, especially coming off the second half last year. Um, all the talk was that he had a really strong summer. You need him to be an important part of this team. You selected him number five overall in the draft for a reason. And the fact that he's gotten off to this bad of a start uh, is, is really concerning for me. You don't give up on him yet, but you got to encourage him to shoot. you got to encourage him to take those open shots. you got to encourage him to, you know, keep his head in the game and keep playing high-level defense. But the Cavs don't hit their ceiling unless you get an Isaac Okoro that's locked in, is hitting open threes, is defending at a high level, and right now you're not getting any of that from him. Greg, I thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, I I'll be interested to see what they do. Cavs uh, back in action on Sunday. Uh, so far, 4-1, but uh, it looks like uh, this, is, this team is going to be very exciting uh, for the rest of the year. Yeah, they're going to be a fun watch. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate you coming on. That's Greg Schwartz of the Bleacher Report. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.